Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about that Origin 3 Masterclass. Probably one of the best games of footy I've watched in a while. Really entertaining. Bring back the biff as well between Burton and Gagai. Really entertaining though. It wasn't as fast paced as I've seen games uh, previously, especially Origin games previously. Games 1 and 2 were really fast paced, but I think that was because of guys like Cameron Munster, but particularly looking at this game, I thought that the pace was slowed down a little bit. There were some fast-paced moments in this game, but I still feel like it was slowed down a little bit. It was more of a defensive battle rather than an attacking battle. And when teams did get on a roll, especially Queensland, uh, when they were scoring those tries, they just looked unstoppable. So I'm not surprised there that Queensland won. They did want it more. I think the narrative there is somewhat true. If the Queensland side has any form of advantage or is even even with the New South Wales Blues team, they're going to win because they want it more. And they did that up in Suncorp, especially up in Suncorp. I'm not a Queenslander myself, but it is the pinnacle of Queensland football, uh, especially for a Queensland Maroons player playing up at Suncorp. It was a really, really awesome game, really enjoyable game as well, especially because of the rivalry. You really saw the rivalry between the two teams, not just because of the biff, but just because of the hard hits and the slowed down pace of the game as well. It really made it enjoyable for us fans, even though the Blues did loss and I was filthy for that entire Tired night, I'll tell you that for free. I was filthy. Uh, I still have a lot of respect for the Queensland Maroons. A great narrative for Billy Slater winning his first series as a coach as well. I think he'll have many more series to come. I think he's going to be the Queensland coach for the next few years. I do not see him getting sacked anytime soon, especially after winning a series against a strong blue side. Now, look, we could make all the excuses we really want to about that game. Tom Travojevic, Latrell Mitchell being out. Uh, But really, it was just the fact that Queensland wanted it more. We still had a really strong side. Obviously, Burton playing really well in game two and also Crichton as well, who can own the big moments. But that was what really let me down. Stephen Crichton... I thought it was quite mediocre again in game three and really disappointing. I thought that he was going to bounce back. I thought he was going to do something amazing. He had an offload that went into our own goal and gave Queensland a seven-tackle set on our line after we'd just been defending for that long. We only finally just got the ball back. And look, obviously, I've never played Origin before, but I know the pressure gets to you, and I think the pressure really did get to Stephen Crichton that night. And yeah, it wasn't really the best performance from him in that game. We know he can bounce back. We know the potential of Stephen Crichton a really talented player in our game, but that just was not his night. The pressure did get to him. It got to a lot of players that night. Uh, It got to him the most, in my opinion. It wasn't really the best performance. He definitely wasn't the reason, the sole reason why New South Wales lost. Queensland just wanted it more, and I'll have to say that again and again and again because it was true. Queensland wanted it more. They played with a lot more heart than we did. And it was a really great narrative as well. Billy Slater winning in his first series, winning without Cameron Munster, who was their star player. KP stepping up in that game, Tom Dearden, having a really, really successful debut in that game, a really successful one. He looked dangerous every single time he got the ball on a Fox League post before the game. They were talking about Tom Dearden. Was he the right guy to come into this side? 
uh, and have an impact like Cameron Munster did. Everyone in that comment section was bagging the shit out of Tom Dearden. Every single one of them saying they were going to lose, saying this, saying that. And all I said was, to one of the comments, I just said, he is going to bring a lot of X Factor to that side. You sit back, you watch. He is going to be unreal. He's going to have a really good debut. And guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Dearden, he had an outstanding debut. An outstanding debut. Even him playing, I didn't even expect him to have that good of a debut. It wasn't fantastic, but he really came in, knew his job, Uh, And he did it really, really well, as well as having a little bit of X Factor. Uh, I thought he had a really successful debut and definitely some good depth there for Queensland in the future. If Cameron Munster does go down again or DCE goes down or whatever happens, he is some great depth. That is great depth there, Tom Dearden for this Queensland Maroons side. And then obviously when DCE retires, he will be a great fill-in coming into that seven or six jersey, however Queensland decide to go. He'll be awesome coming into the halves for Queensland. Obviously, when guys like Ben Hunt and when guys like DCE end up retiring in the next few years. But speaking about Tom Dinton's halves partner, Daly Cherry Evans, what a redemption story for DCE. Coming into this game, having a lot of criticism about him and the job that he was going to do for his side, for his Maroon side, he really stood up in that game. You could hear him barking at the troops the whole time, uh, and he was awesome. His defense was a little bit better, uh, but just his attack, his attack and his kicking game was just on all night and pressuring New South Wales all night with that kicking game. Really stepped up and proved those people that criticized him in game one and game two wrong. He was Unreal in game three, unreal. And honestly, after watching that, after watching Nathan Cleary and DCE go out in the seven jersey, I thought that Nathan Cleary was a shoe in to that Australian Kangaroos jersey. But I think that it's twice now where we've seen Nathan Cleary just fold under pressure. Now, don't get me wrong. Nathan Cleary is an outstanding player. And when he's on a roll, he's on a roll. He's definitely one of the best players in the comp right now. But uh, we've seen it twice now in games one and in game three. Uh, He did fold under the pressure. And even in doing so, and this is why he's such a fantastic player, Nathan Cleary, even when he did fall to the pressure, he stood up. He still had a big game. He ran for 148 metres. Uh, his kicking game was phenomenal, kicking for nearly 400 metres in that game as well. He was doing most of the kicking. Most of his kicking was unreal. He was putting up some high bombs, testing out Kalen Ponga and Dane Gagai as well, really testing them out as well as Corey Oates. Didn't see much of Corey Oates in that game at all, to be honest, but he did nearly score two tries. He did nearly score two tries in that game. They were saved by, I think, Brian Toto, who was really, really solid in defence. Brian Toto, a really good game for the New South Wales wingers, in my opinion. Daniel Tupac. And Brian Toto have been good all series, to be honest. They've been the meter eaters in that side, the two wingers running for 400 meters between them in game two. Uh, in game three, I think it was very close to that. Brian Toto had 136, and Daniel Tupo had 160. The real guy that stood up for the New South Wales Blues was James Tedesco. 292 meters. 104 kicking meters. He was doing a lot of the kicking as well in this game. Took 30 runs, 30 runs at James Tedesco. Unreal effort there. 75 post-contact meters, a line break, seven tackle breaks, three hit-ups, two offloads. He diffused two kicks. He diffused two kicks in this game. He was literally everywhere. James Tedesco, what a performance from him. It was a real 
fullback battle. It was a real fullback battle between him and Kalen Ponga. And Tedesco really stood up to him. Even though Kalen Ponga had a man of the match performance, which we'll get to in a second, Tedesco really stood up to him and had a really strong game. So credit to James Tedesco. What a performance from him. I think altogether, you look at the spine for the New South Wales Blues, it was a strong, strong effort from all of them, to be honest. It was a harsh loss, but I hope that's fire in the belly to come back next year and have an absolute blinder of a series. You think about it, Tom Trevojevic, if fit and healthy, will be back, fingers crossed. Uh, And Latrell Mitchell may even play Origin as well if he doesn't pull himself out again. Hopefully, I'm praying that he doesn't. You can have those two guys back in the side that can literally create something out of nothing. That's what Queensland had with Cameron Munster in game two, a guy that could create something out of nothing. All you had to do if you wanted to get on the front foot was pass it to a guy like Cameron Munster, pass it to a guy like Tom Trevojevic, pass it to a guy like Latrell Mitchell. We're going to have Tom Trevojevic. We're going to have Latrell Mitchell back next season. I'm really hopeful we can get back onto the front foot in terms of series. And especially since we have the fire in the belly of losing a series that way, that specific way in a harsh, brutal game. I think that New South Wales are going to have a lot of fire in the belly come next season. Come 2023 Origin Series, New South Wales are going to be a tough team to beat. A really tough team to beat. One of the highlights for me in that game was the Burton bomb. Coming into the middle, it was the only bomb he put up in that game, but it was an absolute stunner. It was probably the biggest bomb he's done yet. It literally took about five or seven seconds to come back down. It was up there for ages. I wouldn't be surprised if it took longer to come down, to be honest. It was up there for a long time, that bomb. And Jesus, once it came down, no one wanted a bar of it. No one, not even Kalen Ponga, who had the man of the match performance. Not even he wanted a bar of that bomb. That definitely got us on the front foot. And then I think KP, the man of the match, really got Queensland on the front foot. I think he was one of the guys that really stepped up. One of the guys you could pass to to make something out of nothing. He really turned himself into that guy, really stood up in this side, scored a try as well. And once he scored that try, I think that's when New South Wales knew it was over. I think they lost a little bit of confidence. They were also buggered after doing about seven or eight sets on their line. So I totally get that. Seven or eight sets on your line straight, having to defend. I think it was about three or four, six agains. Uh, and I think three repeat sets on their line at once in the span of 10 minutes. I tell you what, it could have been a much higher scoreline. I think Queensland could have beaten us by a lot more. Our solid defense, our ability, even though we were buggered to stay in that game, I think New South Wales have to be proud of that effort, that constant defense on our line that kept us in this game. Even though we lost, it kept us in the battle. It kept us in the fight. It kept us in the game. And yeah, as I said, once KP scored that try, uh, it was much harder for New South Wales to come back. And then the Ben Hunt try right at the end really put the salt on the wound. That kick from Cleary, trying to create something out of nothing, trying to put a chip over the top to win the game for New South Wales. Ben Hunt with a charge down. Ben Hunt, who was sensational that whole game, Ben Hunt, runs the whole length of the field for a try. And that really put the salt on the wound. The only guy that was chasing him was friggin' Isaiah Yo. 
That really hurt. That really hurt because it just looked like New South Wales had given up. Brian Toe was chasing from the sideline. He stopped. Nathan Cleary was chasing. He stopped. And Isaiah Yo was the only guy that was chasing him that whole length of the field. Credit to uh, Isaiah Yo as well, a competitor. But yeah, wow. Ben Hunt, what a moment for him in that game. Not only that, but his defense, the 40-20 that he put in that game as well to get Queensland on the front foot. He was sensational, Ben Hunt. Pretty much playing like a second half back. They pretty much had one front rower on the field because it was him, DCE, Tom Deedon, and Harry Grant all out there at once. So uh, a lot of strike power, especially in the halves department. They had three halves out there and a hooker. It was a really tough Queensland performance. As I said, they wanted it more. Before we talk about the accolades at the end, we'll get into some more game points. I thought for New South Wales, I've been talking a lot about Queensland. Let's stick to some New South Wales talking points. Jacob Saifidi, what a New South Wales debut. Really strong. His first run of the game knocked someone over. I forgot who it was, but he just barged over someone, barged over them. I think it might have even been Ben Hunt. His first run of the game was solid, and then throughout the entire game, he was unreal. He's definitely one of the players of the match for me, Jacob Saifidi. Really strong performance and really strong debut for him. We get blindsided by that Tom Deedon debut, which was just surreal, uh, but Jacob Saifidi really had a strong debut as well and was one of the leaders in the forward pack, and he this is a debutant. This guy's still a young forward, still very young. To have a performance like that, him and Junior Paolo... Really, really strong performance. Jacob Saifidi, Junior Paolo, really strong performances from both of those guys and really got New South Wales on the front foot in some stages in that game. Definitely two of the leaders in that forward pack, Jacob Saifidi and Junior Paolo. There was a moment in the game as well where Jeremiah Nanai coming out of first marker and putting a tackle on James Tedesco, which ultimately stopped him from breaking the line and scoring a try. Maybe giving New South Wales a win there. Probably a tackle that people really didn't see, but a really strong effort there. I saw it, especially on that Guru post when the Guru was talking about it. Guru really shed a light on that moment and the importance of that moment, especially to Queensland. So huge tackle for Jeremiah Nanai, and I thought he was unreal for Queensland as well. Really strong effort with the offloads as well. I think it was about four or five offloads when I looked at the stats uh, that he had made. So really strong performance from him. A starting back rower played 75 minutes. Minutes uh, and a really strong performance for all of that game as well. Really, really tough game from Jeremiah Nanai. But if there's two forwards I really got to shed a light on, it has to be Jacob Saifidi and Junior Paolo because. Their performances were the toughest forward performances I think I've seen from them in all three of those games this season. Really tough performance. If there's a forward performance throughout this entire series that I have to shed a light on, it is Jacob Saifidi and Junior Paolo. Really strong performances from both of those guys. A really strong performance there. Patrick Carrigan. He's been like this all series, so it didn't really surprise me, but that was probably one of the best games he's played in all three of those games, to be honest. He was Unreal, unreal. Really stepping up in the forward pack, taking some tough carries. I'm pretty sure he played for most of the game as well. Let me just check the stats. I'm pretty sure he did play most of that game because he pretty much took a run every single set. He was pretty much in everything. If I was picking my kangaroo side today, he'd probably be there, to be honest. Patrick Carrigan was unreal in this game. Unreal, and he's been unreal for the whole series. So pat on the back there for Patrick Carrigan. Looking at the stats for this game, he was phenomenal. He played 67. 
27 minutes in that game. So a lot of minutes there for a front rower. He had 20 runs for 130 meters, 50 post contact meters, two tackle breaks, 18 hit ups. Tackle efficiency was 94%. He made 47 tackles and missed three. If he had made those three tackles, he would have made 50 tackles. That defensive effort was huge. 47 tackles. That is more than anyone in his team, let alone in that game. He made the most tackles in that game with 47 tackles. That is unheard of. Uh, Jake Trevojevic just behind him with 43. And I've got to say, Jake Trevojevic was awesome as well. Playing in the front row for pretty much the whole game. He had a total of 64 minutes, which is just under Patrick Carrigan, but... These two guys were tackle bots, tackle beast. 43 from Jake Trevojevic and 47 from Patrick Carrigan. Unreal performances from both of these guys. Kalen Pongal was man of the match in this game as well. Definitely deserved it. Uh, really strong performance from him. Just running under James Tedesco's 292 with 262 running meters. And as I said before, KP was pretty much in everything. In every single play for Queensland, setting up most of the tries as well. KP was phenomenal in that game phenomenal. So definitely deserves the man of the match there. But for me, if there's anyone that I have to give the man of the match to, it has to be Ben Hunt. I know KP was unreal, but Ben Hunt turned the whole game around for Queensland, kicking a 40-20 and then scoring the winning try as well. It was definitely a race between the two. Uh, and KP definitely deserved it. Don't get me wrong. He was unreal. Uh, ben Hunt definitely in the race for that one as well. If I had to give two men of the matches, they would 100% be KP and Ben Hunt. There's no doubt about it. Now, just before we end this review, I've put together a team of origin, a team of the week, if you like it, for this origin decider, just from game three. I've got Kalen Ponger at fullback. Obviously, we just talked about it. The phenomenal performance he had being in pretty much every single play. Brian Toto being a meter eater for the New South Wales Blues and having a really strong effort with some really strong carries. Not being the biggest man on the field, but definitely being one of the strongest. Brian Toto, he's on one wing. I've got James Tedesco on the other wing. I thought his performance was really strong in this game as well. Could not leave him out of this side. He definitely had to be in the starting side for me as well. I've got Valentine Holmes in one center. I thought he was definitely the best center on the park. Really, really strong performance from him, scoring a try in that game as well. But other than that, he was awesome in defense as well. Not only in attack, but in defense. He was solid and definitely one of the players in the match as well. If we're talking about the man of the match, he's definitely in my top five, maybe even top six men of the match in this game. He was awesome. Uh, And then Matt Burton's in the other one. I thought he had a pretty decent performance. People are going to judge him about that fight that he had with Dane Gagai and being sin-binned. People are going to be all over that. But other than that, he was unreal in attack and he was unreal in defense as well. As well as that bomb he put up, it was phenomenal. It was sensational. So Matt Burton's in that other center. Tom Dearden and Dunley Cherry Evans in the halves. Not too hard to pick those two. Definitely the standout halves in that game. Couldn't really put Jerome Luai or Nathan Cleary in the starting halves spots because I thought that DCE and Tom Dearden really took control of this game. Tom Dearden and sensational debut and one to remember. And then DCE, what a redemption story for him. Uh, Junior Paolo and Jacob Saifidi in the front row. Already told you these guys were going to be there. Really strong performance from the forwards there. Definitely one of the stronger forward performances 
performances uh, in this game with Ben Hunt at nine. Uh, don't really have to explain that one. He was one of the best players on the park. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai and Liam Martin in the back row. People are going to give Liam Martin a lot of shit, especially because of game two. Uh, he made 54 tackles in game two. I think even though he didn't make as many tackles, his defense was still outstanding in this game. So I had to put him in there. Jeremiah Nanai, a few offloads in this game, and I thought he was really, really exciting with the football in his hands. Uh, really strong starting game for him. And that tackle he had on James Tedesco, it saved a try, that is for sure. So uh, Jeremiah Nanai is in the other back row spot. Patrick Carrigan at lock, had to put him in there. 47 tackles, really strong performance from him and playing a lot of minutes, 67 minutes, nearly playing the full game bar 20 minutes. So really strong all-round effort for Patrick Carrigan. Definitely one of the best forwards in this Origin Series, that's for sure. And then the bench, Api Korosiao, I thought while he was on the field for the Blues, he did some great things, especially in defense, saved a few tries, that is for sure, especially in the middle of the park with Josh Papalei and Harry Grant being held up as well. Uh, that was all Happy Coruscant, so really good effort from him in this game while he was on the field. Tino for Sulamalaiawi, really strong forward performance from him off the bench. Was supposed to start in this game, but Patrick Carrigan took his spot. Uh, but Tino, when he was on the field, really strong forward performance from him. Angus Crichton, I thought his effort on the edge there and also being in the middle in this game was unreal. Daniel Tupo on the wing, a meter eater. If I put Brian Toto in here, Daniel Tupo has to be in here as well. Definitely a strong winger performance from him. Uh, taking some really tough carries as well, Daniel Tupo. He really comes in there when the side's struggling. He comes in there and takes some really tough carries. So credit to Daniel Tupo. Really strong performance from him. Jai Arrow, really strong forward performance again. Got a bit loose in the nighttime. We heard about it on Channel 9, uh, but rightly so. Really strong performance from him and his side obviously got the win. So as if he's not going to get a little bit tipsy. Uh, and then Nathan Cleary, really strong performance from Nathan Cleary as well. I uh, thought that, again, while he was in a losing side, uh, while the pressure did get to him, he still had a strong performance in this game, kicking for 400 metres, running for nearly 200 as well. So really strong performance from him. Unfortunately, his side couldn't get the win, but it wasn't by the faults of Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary had a really strong game in this one, so he's definitely in my team of origin for the Game 3 decider. It was one of the most entertaining games of football I think I've watched in a long time, as I said at the start. Really good game of football. A lot of highlights, but Queensland did get the win there, 22-12. So really strong effort from Queensland. Well-deserved. They wanted it more at the end of the day. I tell you what, come next year, the Blues are definitely going to be up to the task. They're going to be there for the win. Tom Trevojevic and Latrell Mitchell are going to be back as well, who are just going to create something out of nothing. Awesome series this year. Can't wait for 2023. One.